Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTS Exam Training Courses and Members Academy. Today I thought it was about time to do some general training reading. I try to alternate them, so today we're doing a general training section three and it's from book nine, I believe. Yes, book nine. Um, it's quite an interesting one. It's about a building which burnt down. So the topic areas in IELTS that it covers are buildings, of course. So the topic or the, the question arises about whether we should preserve old historic buildings. Should we restore them or should we pull them down and put up blocks of flats? It's something that comes up in speaking, especially part three. So I thought there are quite a few ideas here and lots of vocabulary that might help you. So the title is Out of the Ashes and it basically goes in chronological order. That will help you later um, from the start of the fire through the restoration and how it looked at the end. And the questions, which are quite useful ones, are matching um, information, not headings, matching information. Then uh, open questions where you can choose three words. And finally, multiple choice. So there's a nice variety of question types there. Um, let me just briefly talk to you about the subject and they actually give you one of the words to help you. So in the UK there's the National Trust and it explains that it is a charitable organisation in Britain set up over a hundred years ago to preserve the national heritage. Um, so that's quite useful vocabulary again to preserve national heritage and it was set up a hundred years ago. Another word I'm going to be using a lot and I'm worried I'm going to pronounce it wrongly um, because uh, it's not a word I'm used to. Um, they talk about conservators. I've checked this and I've googled the difference between a conservator and a conservationist. You probably know the term conservationist and it means a person who advocates for the protection or preservation of the environment. So again, conservationist is a key word for IELTS. Um, and the, the vocabulary person who advocates, 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 um, means argues in favour of. That's a really useful verb to use in task two. So you can talk about advocates of um, the death penalty, for example, people who argue in favour of something. Opposite would be opponents. That's O-P-P-O-N-E-N-T-S, opponents of something and advocates of something. So a conservationist is a person who advocates for the protection and preservation of the environment. And notice the environment. I've been talking about articles a lot this week. And there are certain words like the environment, the government, the internet, which always take 
the. Now, a conservator is different. If you Google it, it gives you a completely different meaning. But if you Google the difference between a conservationist and a conservator, it says that it's uh, something which often annoys conservators and conservationists that people use the wrong word. So conservator is a person who keeps or who works to keep works of art safe, ensuring precious artefacts, paintings, etc. are in stable condition and repairing those that have suffered damage. So that's what this text is all about. It's about conservators trying to save and rescue and restore all of the precious artefacts and paintings from this building which burnt down. So it must be a true story. I should have Googled it. Sorry, I haven't. But it happened on the 30th of August 1989 when a fire broke out at a large 18th century house in Sussex. The first paragraph talks us through what what happened. It's a bit like the... Um, the not the Eiffel Tower, the Notre Dame in Paris, uh, builders had been working on the roof and they were just about to finish it on August the 31st, literally the day before. Um, something set, uh, something caught fire and the whole thing started to burn down. So in the first paragraph, they talk about how people formed human chains you know, when you pass things to each other to try to save all of the precious um, artifacts and from the building. And then uh, the paragraph B talks about how it looked the next day, as you can imagine, awful. Then paragraph C, they started immediately trying to um, keep or restore everything that they could find. That's paragraph C. Paragraph D tells us a few of the lucky finds, like a, a, a bed, a piano. Um, yeah, that's it. And then paragraph E is all about the decision whether they actually should restore it or not. Because, of course, this is going to cost millions to restore a building like this. Is it worth it, you know? Um, should should we save these buildings? So this is all about paragraph E. Paragraph F, after they've decided yes, they've got the money to do it, they then look for the people, the very skilled people who can fix the house. Paragraph G says it's finished, they fixed it, cost 20 million from insurance. And then paragraph H talks about how people felt when they went back in to the building and how moving it was, seeing it all restored to its former glory. But the final line talks about the debate as to whether or not it was right to repair the house after the fire. So you can see it just goes in order of the fire starting to restoring and then um, going back in when it had been rebuilt. And of course, you can use that structure. It helps a lot when we look at the um, paragraphs and they're asking you to say which paragraphs contain the following information. 
there are uh, six um, sentences and paragraphs A to H. So that's A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. That's eight paragraphs, so two are not used. Well, let's look at these, in these statements. 28 says the procedure for sorting through the remains of the fire. So the word procedure is a key word. Procedure means what did it do, what did they do? First, secondly, you know, how did it what was the method to go through the remains of the fire? Well, if it's the remains, obviously you're looking at the part of the text where the fire has finished and it's gone out. And what did we say? Well, in paragraph C, immediately they started looking through the remains and trying to sort things out. That's in paragraph C. Question 29, again, says how a park looked after the fire. Well, as we said, paragraph A talked about the fire, but paragraph B talked about the next day, the following morning it starts. And all it is, is a short paragraph just saying how awful it looked. It was a scene of utter devastation. So that's 29 is paragraph B. Now look at statement 30. It says improvements made to the rebuilt a park. A puck, a park, I don't know how to pronounce it. So we've got the rebuilt. So you're going right to the end. Um, there's only two paragraphs, G or H. And where it talks about the improvements are in G. It says they invested time and money in upgrading water and heating systems. So upgrading is always an improvement. Installing modern environmental controls and updating another improvement, fire and security equipment. So that is G, that is the improvements. 31 asks for the selection of people to carry out the repair work. Carry out the repair work, well, where does that happen? Of course, towards the end, after the fire and after the analysis and after they decided to fix it, um, but before it's been fixed. So there's only one paragraph, it's paragraph F. And the first line tells us the answer. It says, the search for craftsmen and women capable of doing the intricate restoration work was nationwide. So it goes on, the, the paragraph goes on to talk about looking for a number of highly skilled people, wood carvers, plasterers, and so on. So 31 is F. Now 32 asks for why the National Trust chose to rebuild a park. Um, so whenever you see why, you're going to be looking for reasons, of course. Well, as we said, this will come somewhere in between after the fire and before they started fixing things. So it's a kind of middle paragraph and you quickly have a look then you can immediately see um, the restoration program was undertaken 
for three main reasons. Um, and then the whole paragraph talks about the reasons why they decided to do it. First thing it says, um, they realised how much remained. So it would have been a pity to pull the house down. Somebody said it would be a kind of vandalism. Secondly, it said because it was covered by insurance, the National Trust wouldn't need to use a lot of money to fix it. Um, and finally, um, what does it say? Much had been saved of the fine collection. So because they'd saved so much, basically, the objects belonged there. Um, they had to be kept in their original setting. So three very clear reasons why they chose to rebuild the house. Um, 33, how people reacted to the rebuilt a park. Sorry if I didn't mention a park before. It's U-P-P-A-R-K. So it's either a puck or a park. I don't know. Um, I'll Google it. So how did they react? Well, that's where we talked about the last paragraph where they all came in. The final stages um, took eight months. The family and the room stewards were visibly moved when returning to their old haunts. They were visibly moved. So that's how they reacted. You know, they were emotionally affected when they returned. So that's paragraph H. Now, moving on to the next four questions. Um, there are no more than three words for each answer. So the first question is, on what date? In 1989, so immediately you can go to the first paragraph. That's the only date where it says 1989. On what date should the original repairs to the roof have been completed so the, the the repairs should have been completed when when were they planned so you can see first paragraph it says that they were due to finish on august 31st so the fire broke out on the 30th but they were due to finish on the 31st. So August the 31st is the answer. It's a date. So even though it says um, the next day in the text, you must write down the date because that's what they asked for. 35. By what method were things rescued immediately from the burning house? So we're still right at the start in the middle of the fire. How did they rescue the things immediately? Well, as we mentioned before, they formed human chains to pass the precious pieces of porcelain, furniture and paintings out onto the lawn. So the human chains is what they they formed that was the method and that is the answer to words 36 after the fire what did the conservators require large quantities of immediately this is still in the first paragraph because that's where they mention first of all the conservators um, and that evening local stationers were especially opened to provide the bulk 
supplies of blotting paper so desperately needed in the salvage operation. So they required large quantities of what? Well, large quantities is bulk, B-U-L-K, bulk supplies of, and the answer is blotting paper. The spelling is there for you. It's the kind of paper which absorbs moisture. So blotting paper, you need two words, not just paper, is the answer. Question 37, into what did the conservators put material recovered from the fire? So we're looking for some kind of vessel, something to hold the things that they found. You need to go forward a little bit. So it's not the people who were rescuing them and putting them on the grass outside. They aren't the conservators. The conservators are the people who arrived the next day. And it says the conservators swung into action and... um, The position of each fragment was recorded and all the debris was stored in countless dust bins before being sifted and categorised. So the debris really is the synonym for rubbish. It's not rubbish, but it's the material recovered from the fire was stored in countless dust bins. So the answer is dustbins, but if you put countless, that's, I mean, countless also dustbins, two words, that's also acceptable. You don't need countless. Countless just means many. But the question is, what did they put the rubbish in? And the answer is dustbins. Now, let's finally move on to the last set of questions, questions 22 to 27, which... No, sorry, no, I'm on the wrong page, sorry. Question 38 to 40, which is multiple choice. Now, I'm afraid I'm, I'm really unhappy with question 38. Um, I've checked the book, I've double-checked it, but I cannot see how this is the answer in the book. So... Listen to the options. Question 38 says, the fire destroyed. And you've got four choices. A, all the contents of the ground floor. B, most of the contents of the basement. C, the roof of the house. D, all the contents of the first floor. So the answer in the book is C, the roof of the house. Now I've looked and I cannot find where it actually says that. In paragraph B it says the following morning a puck stood open to the sky. So you could guess that the roof The fire destroyed the roof. I'm not doubting that. I I see that. But I can't see that it's plainly stated, which is a little unusual for IELTS. And if we look at the A, B and D answers, I can cross off A. A said all the contents of the ground floor. No, it said, um, what does it say about the ground floor? 
um, 95% of the contents from the ground floor, not all. Then it says most of the contents of the basement. And in the text, it says 95% of the contents of the basement, which to me is most of the contents of the basement. So to me, B is correct. So I'm sorry I'm not being very helpful, but that's what it looks like to me. I'll, I'll need to recheck. Please tell me if you've tried this one and what you think. The final D says all the contents of the first floor. And it clearly says, no, the first floor um, apart from an oil painting of a dog. So it didn't destroy all the contents of the first floor, but it did destroy most. Oh no, that's what it is. It didn't destroy most of the contents. Most of the contents were saved. Okay, forget it, ignore me. It's definitely C. Sorry, that's my... God, it just shows how easy it is to make a mistake. Right, so the question is what the fire destroyed. And the answer is definitely then the roof of the house because everything else, um, some of it was saved. Yes, that's right. Okay, fair enough. So, I, but I still can't see where it actually says that it destroyed the roof. It just says it stood open to the sky. So that is the answer. Sorry. 39. One of the reasons the National Trust decided to rebuild a park was A. Because the family wanted them to. B. The building was unsound, meaning not safe. C. They wouldn't have to pay for the repairs. Or D. Nothing on this scale had been tried before. Well, I think we've already covered this, really. Um, you know, when we looked at those three reasons, we said one of those reasons was that it was covered by insurance. So that is the answer, that they wouldn't have to pay for the repairs. That's it. Finally, question 40 is about the craftsmen and women employed in the restoration of a park have benefited. So why? Go to that paragraph F where it talks about the craftsmen and women. Why have they benefited? Here are the choices. It says A, they were paid very well. B, their businesses became more competitive. C, they were able to work with Grinling Gibbons. Or D, they acquired skills they didn't have previously. So let's look what it says about the craftsmen and women. Um, this had enormous benefits because not only have a number of highly skilled people come to the fore, woodcarvers for example, following in the footsteps of Grinling Gibbons, but many of them have relearnt the skills of the 17th and 18th centuries, which can now be of use to other country house owners when the need arises. So that's the benefit. They, they learnt or relearnt the skills of 17th and 18th centuries which can be of use to other house owners. 
they acquired skills that they didn't have previously. So there's no mention of pay. There's no mention about their businesses. They do mention Grinling Gibbons, but that must be an old wood carver, I guess. I don't know who that is. Um, but the answer is very clearly D. All right, so that is it for this general training uh, question called Out of the Ashes. Um, I'm really struggling to find a copy of this online, actually. Um, Yeah, so I I probably won't put this on my website, I'm afraid, because I can't find it. I've only got a piece of paper that I've written all over, unfortunately. But that's not the purpose of my podcast. Purpose of my podcast is to um, keep you thinking about techniques and especially vocabulary. Um, So this vocabulary topic fits my topic of buildings, where I do talk a lot about all that vocabulary about repairing and restoration. And that feeds into your task one, where you have to describe changes to a building um, and all the vocabulary you need for that. Um, Also comes up in the listening a lot in the listening part two, where you usually take a walk around an old building or a museum. And they often come up in part three, where you have to um, match people, you know, the, the artifacts to the room that they're in. And in part four, they often choose a building like, um, you know, the Beijing uh, Olympic Stadium, the Bird's Nest Stadium. There's usually a whole lecture about one building. Um, There's one about the underground house that's on my website as well. So just off the top of my head, I can find loads and loads of um, uh, IELTS-related parts of the test which are connected to this topic and that's why I've put them all together in my vocabulary course where for each topic you get at least one reading, general training, academic, uh, one writing so that could be a task two about should we restore old buildings or it could and also sorry not or but and the task one where you have to describe changes to a building and you get everything else you get the quizlet the speaking blah 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 anyway you know what it is now um yes right okay thank you very very much for listening i'm moving house this week so everything's in boxes so i hope to get back to you as soon as possible i've kept two or three things in my handbag so i can do a podcast, even if I lose all of my um, notes in, in, in boxes somewhere. So I'll be here next week, hopefully. And But I won't have internet. I won't have internet for a week. So I'm not sure. Yeah, I can do it on my phone. Sorry. Okay. Thank you very, very much for listening. And uh, let me know if you've got any questions, suggestions, or um, tips, if you want. <laughs> okay. Uh, Right. Speak to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.